The following podcast will contain graphic, disgusting, crass, foul, mature, and immature content. Hi, this is Melvin. I'm a wizard. And I cast spells. Colvic Darkseed. I am a half-orc cleric, and I have devoted my life to the goddess Hyaea. I'm Roscoe Toscobble. I'm a rogue. And pretty cool guy. Leon, the very good adventuring team. That is six damage to Eric as he trips and face plants right in front of you. I'm going to cast Victor's Magnificent Fist. 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 Wow, it sounds so magnificent. Pop. Just like clown fucking gibbering at the other two. (laughs) (laughs) And can she perceive that there is a bar in the way? Man, she's real dumb. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, we're going to be trying to interrogate two of these clowns while the other one's blathering on trying to convince them to... So you're gonna you're gonna tongue me? Uh, I'm gonna tongue you. Where's your home in the mountains? <laughs> Beyond the big tree. Long rest it is, and all of you sleep very peacefully, knowing that the only war clowns available in the area, we'll say, are either tied up or fleeing, heavily wounded and blinded. One less work on. I guess you'll just have to cast the spell again. Ooh. Are you guys looking at me? I don't give a fuck what you do. You don't care about anything at the moment? We can. The latest, we don't know where these things live. Yeah, the so latest thing would be to stay here and wait one more day. Wait one more day? What else we got besides time? Why don't we wait till night? Cast light on the stupid thing and set them free. Because they're sneaky devils. Like I suggested before, be able to see where it goes. Yeah, but we don't know he's going to go home. They may have traps for us. We don't know. Casting gates on this. If we're going to wait one night or wait till the night time anyway. Yeah. Then we just wait till morning and see what happens. Maybe this guy gets brain damaged again and dies. And such is life. Yep. Such is life. Okay, yeah. I'd say let's. Oh, do... you should you should heal him up today. That way, if uh, we long rest the night, then don't you have a wolf or something? I figured. Yes, I do have a wolf. Is it whiff? Yeah, just a cub though. Can it smell? I don't know. 
I mean, it has a nose. <laughs> <laughs> Can it track these clowns? I don't know. I don't know. You could try it. Seems like a reasonable idea to me. Have you named this uh, wolf pup yet? Yeah, I named it um, Corey. <laughs> I don't know why that turned out to be the funniest name. I'm Melvin Hardmeat, and this is my wolf, Corey. <laughs> Uh, with the long rest, would the clown heal as well? Yeah, I mean, he's laying there yep. doing nothing, so he's just going to heal up the same as you guys would. Yeah, I'm just going to let him heal up. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, it's a he, right? His name is Starfish. Is that what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't actually remember, but yeah, let's go with Starfish. Sure. Because I named him after we saved him, which is by putting that water elemental up that Chimera's butthole. Oh, that's yeah. right. I thought you were talking about the clown for a second there. I thought I even named it after the Limp Biscuit album. Oh. Then I would have named it the Hot Dog Flavored Water. That's his last name. Hot Dog Flavored Water. Mm-hmm. You know, all right. Yep. Just going to enjoy the company of these uh, traveling orcs. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're going to treat us well and feed us well or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And uh, rinse and repeat. I'm going to ask uh, Whack Tug during, before we take a long rest, what... What's their plan after this? Where are they heading? Well, their plan is to continue on down the road here as they are wont to do going east. And eventually that will take them to the road that goes south to Kingsbury. And they don't mind sticking around another day? Uh, no, they can hang out for another day. This is what you guys are looking to do, especially if it makes them safer in the future. Okay. You guys want to just hang out for one more day then? Yeah, hopefully no more. Freaking white clown. We're gonna keep healing this guy and casting gaze on him (laughs) until he fucking goes home. So nice. You decide how you want to play this out, DM. (laughs) Doctor Strange. That's kind of how he beat Dormammu in that movie. That's right, Dormammu. That's kind of like DM. DM. I've come to bargain. Make the thing I want to happen happen, or we're sitting here. That's right. You lose a hundred experience a day. Do <laughs> <laughs> you slowly <I> surrender? <laughs> slowly turn into bad adventurers because you forget how to attack things. Thankfully, the thing only costs twenty-five gold for Gash. because if it was the five hundred dollar one, that can get expensive fast. Five hundred gold piece. Good thing we're fantastically can wealthy. You, can you? <laughs> True. 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 Can you order him to walk home and actively finger his butthole? <laughs> it's one or the other. You oh. can, I mean, you're going to long rest at the end of the night here, so I guess you could just keep layering. <laughs> <laughs> you can get him to do two new things a day. See, you guys have been pursuing this all wrong. Like, you're just going to keep casting Gash on him. Like, all right, now, now use a, one finger, but from each hand. <laughs> I was going to resist. This feels kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so you guys, um, I don't know. What do you? Are you just? You're just gonna leave this clown just hanging out? He's tied up, but he's not tied to anything, I guess. We should probably tie him to something. Yeah, probably. probably if he decides to start walking home, we don't miss him. Probably one of the wheels spoke. Something like that. Why don't we pin him down with one of the immovable pods? Get him down all Thor's hammer style. Sure. Okay. I'll go ahead and use my immovable rod and pin him down. Make sure he cannot escape throughout the night. Man, I saw I saw a thing the other day, uh, or earlier today, I think it was, 
where somebody had done like a, a Photoshop of Mr. Rogers holding Thor's hammer, Mjolnir, or whatever it's called. And then they were like, I can just picture how this played out. And they laid out this whole script of Mr. Rogers, like talking to Thor as he hands him his hammer back of like, <laughs> you know, but everybody's different and everybody's good at something. And maybe the people that can't pick up the hammer are just good at different things. Like, <laughs> uh, I don't want to find it now, but it was pretty fucking priceless because Mr. Rogers is basically the best human being to ever live. And be worthy. He, oh, God, for sure. Probably. You ever see a. That drunk history with Mr. Mr. Rogers, Colin Hanks plays him Mm-mm. perfectly. Mm-mm. Oh, if they do a movie about Mr. Rogers, Colin Hanks needs to play him. Hmm. I don't know who that is. Tom Hanks's kid. Oh, Making really? A bunch of movies and shows and whatnot. Yeah, I think they did make a movie out of him. <clears throat> I mean, they made like two or three documentaries recently. I mean, like a biopic. That'd be so boring. That's though. his son. I didn't mm-hmm. know that. I see it now, though. Of course. Look him up as Mr. Rogers. He does look, he's got a the long face like Mr. Rogers. Yeah, that's pretty good. You know, the funny thing about it, though, he also looks like Forrest Gump. Yeah, a little bit. Gosh, that's sure weird. <laughs> <laughs> totally unexplainable, that bit. Tie this war clown up to Wait, a wagon an, wheel. A movable rod. Oh, immovable rod. That's right. So you pin the war clown down with this immovable rod. You spend the afternoon just kind of hanging out. Anything you want to do while these people, I mean, they're going about their business, repairing damage to the wagons, you know, from arrows and axes and whatnot from the attack last night because, you know, well, they did attack, so there's some damage. Oh. I'm just going to poke this clown with the stick. <laughs> Keep telling them to go home. <laughs> Ow. Ow. Try to find Ow. some Mark Strange. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Traveling Strange. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, why don't you give me a, give me a D20 roll. <laughs> see how likely it is that you find something that you're into. 20. Man, you see <laughs> the most beautiful orc you have ever seen. She is yes. she is a vision. Her pure white ivory tusks are nice. glinting in the sunlight as she, uh, I don't know, lifts a log or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and you imagine, what, what's the fucking baby cakes line where he's Shirley Moats? Like, like walking around, using things with her body. <laughs> that I was those things. <laughs> what the fuck ever the line is? <laughs> like a castle's <laughs> Early moats. You gonna you gonna go uh spit some game? We are not, by the way, we are not doing the pickup line thing again. That was embarrassing. That didn't make it into the episodes, did it? Oh, oh yeah, not. it did. Oh, oh no. One hundred percent that's in the episode. Yep. You okay. say something out loud in this recording session, you better believe you're going to pay for it. Orcs <laughs> are into feats of strength, aren't they? Oh, yeah. I'll challenge you to feats of strength. Ooh. Literally your feet. <laughs> <laughs> if she's into that. So she's, <laughs> Are she's you into, into that? I'm into whatever you're into, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so you go over to this, uh, this, this uh, orcish... We need an this, orcish name. This orcish vision. Urag. <laughs> <laughs> This vision of orcish beauty, and uh, and she's she's like 
I'm trying to think of what you would do with lifting logs. I feel like you would lift a log and you would li lift like a branch. <laughs> Comparison. Well, I'm sorry. I meant, what is the utility thing she's doing? So she's just lifting like lumber. She's dragging a tree back to camp for the firewood for tonight. And I mean, she's dragging like a fucking tree. Hmm. How can I compete with that? I left a can of paint with my wiener. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great contest. I don't know. Can you? Give me a strength roll. <laughs> like, that's how you're going to approach her? Like, <laughs> just like, like crab walking Walk. towards her waddling with a can of paint between Fifteen. Your Fifteen. Wait. The Nineteen, though. No, it's a sixteen. Oh, it's a sixteen. Okay. With my minus one. Dang it. You have minus one strength bonus? As you go try and impress an orc lady with feats of strength. <laughs> Your pickup line could be, I bet you couldn't lift me. Oh, oh now I'm in your arms. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> what are we going to do now? Uh, so with a 15, uh, I'm going to just suggest that lifting a can of paint with your wiener would probably be about a 20 DC. Oh, no. Um, so you get it in there, but you can't, I mean, you can't get this pan can of paint off the ground. But you're trying uh, real hard. <laughs> but I'll have you make a charisma roll now. Contested against hers. <laughs> 18. 18 to her 12. The fact that you are bold and uh, brash enough to just whip it out and try and lift a paint can in front of her. And I think she's pretty aware of the fact that, well, I don't know, there's maybe three wieners on the planet that could lift a paint can. So she's, she's not put off too much by the fact that you couldn't lift it. <laughs> but uh, so she comes over to you and it's like, what are you doing there? <laughs> um, Looks a little uncomfortable It is, you wouldn't believe it I think I strained myself That'd be a shame I, I would uh, Do you mind taking a look? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so rather than Pretending to be a gruff lady orc And, and flirt with you <laughs> We're just going to do a series of three rolls to see if this is a successful uh. campaign for you. Oh man, she rolled a 20. I'm rolling uh, against her? You're rolling against her. 16. Alright, so that's one failure. You need two successes in a row here. 10. Oh man, that's it. She rolled Shot an 18. <laughs> she pats you on the head and says, It looks alright. Pull your pants up. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. Thanks, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> she gives you a wink as she walks away and goes back to hauling trees. <laughs> She'd rather haul trees than look at your wiener. <laughs> Let it go yeah, up and <laughs> That might be true for a lot of people on a very regular most, basis. Most, at least half of people, probably. <laughs> I, would la I would rather haul a tree than look at your wiener. Let it go up to Roscoe and just pat him on the back. It's okay, little buddy. Orcs aren't easy. She probably would have injured me. Smoo, smoo. <laughs> snoo, snoo. Snoo, snoo. Any other activities? What are you guys doing? Uh, well, sorry. Melvin is poking this war clown with a stick over and over. Are you poking him in the same spot, or are you poking him in different spots? No, different spots. In the stomach. In the eye. <laughs> in the stomach you again. Give him a curly poke. <laughs> Two sticks at the same time. <laughs> No, just one of his eyes, though, because I want to make sure he can see to go home tomorrow. All right. So there's some there's some 
clown poking going on. There's a lack of orc poking going on. Kolvik, what's happening over in your end of the camp? I'm just helping around, uh, talking to Wacktug about where he's been a little bit more, just catching up <clears throat> and feeling good with my peeps around here. Right on. Yeah, you definitely get some stories of being on the road and mm-hmm. the enjoyable activities thereof. Yeah. As far as I know, I haven't really been around a whole lot of orcs besides mm-hmm. my family, so True pretty enough. cool to be around them. Yeah, and this is, you know, this, this is a very traditional orc lifestyle. These, being on the road, being in the caravans, mm-hmm. getting occasionally murdered by war clowns. <laughs> Trying to stay away from the stereotype of they're going to kill everyone they come across. Yep. Nice. Yeah, not like the deep ancestry. This mm-hmm. is the, you know, the last several hundred years, you know, ish. Maybe several thousand. So you guys have a, a, a day of varying degrees of success. And uh, as evening settles in the camp, they finish up their chores and they begin practicing. Now this time there's no stage show. It's just a, a bunch of happy music playing from a variety of different players throughout the camp. In the firelight, you can see different people seem to drift in and out of the band. Some of them are playing with the group on one side of the fire. Uh, Others seem to just kind of wander in and out of the crowd around you, joining in and playing, kind of playing whatever they want and whenever they they like. Uh, But it all comes together in this really beautiful and enchanting, continuous piece of music. It's a clear night, and uh, to make another Baby Cakes reference, the stars have really put on their makeup. As the celebration is drawing to a close, Waktog and Snack come together and they grab the three of you where you're sitting by the fire. They take you over to one of the smaller wagons and unlike the others, you can see this one is reserved for one person. That happens to be the matriarch of the Free Raven Company, Shagar. They point you in and indicate that they'll wait outside as they close the door behind you. Upon entering the wagon, you can see that the walls are lined with all kinds of uh, mysterious objects that are secured to the shelves or stuck in drawers, things like that. There's a small table in the middle in easy reach of the benches that are on both sides. There's actually like three benches, like one on the left, one on the right, and one on the far side of the table. And Shigar is sitting on that far side. A dim, smoky fire is lit in a small brazier at Shigar's side, and the heavy perfume of incense drifts from it to you. You have done well for this tribe, a great service this past night. You know that you will always be welcome here among the Free Raven Company. She stares at each of you for a moment, mumbling something and making a small gesture with her right hand. As this happens to each of you, you can feel a tingle roll over your scalp. She kind of smiles as that's over with, and she says, I also wanted to present you with a more immediate token of our gratitude. She reaches behind her on the shelf and grabs a small box and a jar. She puts the uh, the box on the table in the midst of all of you, and she says, This is a boat! We don't have much use for such things, so I'm passing it along to you. She says this excitedly, and uh, you see this box? It's about six inches tall and deep and about twice that in length. She explains to you that there are three command words, and she writes them down. She doesn't want to say them out loud and have a boat. You know, up here in the middle of her fucking caravan wagon here. The first word will make this box unfold into a small boat big enough to seat four. There's a second command word, which makes it much larger, big enough for 15 people. And then she teaches you the final word that will wrap the whole thing back into a little box again. Use it wisely. Try not to open it indoors. Or in another creature's boat. <laughs> yeah? I'd have to be a big creature. 
Yeah. Six by six by twelve. Like a giant. What would happen if we open it inside of a giant? You're just gonna have to find out. We don't have to break our boat. Yeah, probably. I don't know. To be determined. TBD. TBD. Then she sets down um she sets down the jar next. Very rare this one is. Very rare indeed. This glue creates a bond that only great magic can break. It's holding the hitch on this wagon right now. Just as it has for nearly 25 years. Use it wisely and don't ever open it unless you're going to use it. If it's on anything for more than a minute, it's fucking there forever. <laughs> <laughs> Does she have anything weird glued to her? Like she kind of <laughs> wants them. <laughs> like she actually has a bird tattoo or something. Or... <laughs> like on the side of her head. Like yeah. just... <laughs> <laughs> There's a lid that looks just like the lid from this jar, but it's glued to her hand. <laughs> like on the inside of it. No, she doesn't have anything weird glued to her. So um, Kolvik, she uh she slides these two items over to you and she as as you kinda like reach out to grab them, she kinda gives the back of your hand a little pat and smiles at you. Uh and then she says I'm old and I wish to sleep. Go outside and play with the other young folks now. And with nary a moment in between, she just slumps to the side and pulls a blanket over her. Uh, you guys all sit there for about 10 seconds, and she's already snoring. I wonder what the spell is to get this unglued. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Oh, there's no spell to get it unglued. It's, uh, oh, fuck, I can't remember the name of it. It's Sovereign Glue, I think, is the name of it, as an item. I'll, I'll make sure I get this stuff in your guys' inventory. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it's it's basically glue that, like, there's not a lot of things that can break the bond this glue forms. It's, yeah, I think uh, she said powerful magic, so how many yeah. uses do we have of this glue? Uh, you can take a look at this jar and see that there's about six ounces of glue in this thing. So it depends on what you're gluing together. Wieners. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean... Like a wiener to another wiener, or... Space docking. Oh, no. <laughs> or a wiener to itself. Oh no! Oh. <laughs> like I don't oh. want to be inside your mind. <laughs> That's fucked up. That's really Let, fucked up. Like fold that in half and close together. Oh, more detailed. <laughs> <laughs> You're going that way, was it, or that way? <laughs> like up and down, or left or right? <laughs> eh, whatever tickles my fancy. Oh. Oh, 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 friend! <laughs> or glue it like down around your ball sack or something. Like an anaconda choking the life out of it. <laughs> so we step outside. <laughs> well, <laughs> just the, split the beans and glue it to the taint. <laughs> then you'd be frog iron. <laughs> Frog Iron? That's a name? There's a name for that? Is that an Urban Dictionary thing? Might be. I just always know Frog Iron, like if you're wearing 70s shorts, where like you make a, got a ball poking out each side. Oh, like short. That's, like, that's Frog Eyes. I didn't know that. Now I know. Today I learned. Today on the educational section of VGAT. So either wear short shorts or glue your balls. Or your wang to your balls. Ugh. The principle's the same. 
Uh, Anywho, this has been a very uncomfortable conversation. Cole's looking up frog guys. But <laughs> <laughs> a band, pants are tight enough that testicles can be seen on each side of the pants seam. <laughs> frog guy, <laughs> number one. Uh, oh, I lied. That's number two. Number one is referring to the lights on a Porsche 911. But, What's that's, uh, that's from the Urban Dictionary. Mm-hmm. What's the example sentence for the first one? For for the testicle on each side of the seam. For definition number two, the male version of a camel toe. He needs he needs a pair of baggy jeans. I can see a frog guy staring at him. <laughs> 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 hashtag camel toe. Hashtag balls. Hashtag testicles. Hashtag nuts. Hashtag cowboy. Is nuts spelled with a Z? Nope. Missed opportunity. I feel <laughs> like you know. I feel like I've been really almost happy with the fact that we don't have sponsors because I don't want to have to read ads and things like that. But if there was anybody that was going to sponsor us, it would be Urban Dictionary. <laughs> like if there's yeah. any more appropriate sponsor for this show than Urban Dictionary, I don't know what is. <laughs> that would be perfect. Shout I'm, out to Urban Dictionary. Please sponsor us. I've never heard of a podcast being sponsored by Urban Dictionary. That would be awesome. I've never heard of anything being sponsored by them. We could have be you? the first. I like how on Urban Dictionary you can buy a mug for any of the stupid words. I was just going to say that. The definition, get a frog eye mug for your mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> it would only be good if you could like get a picture put on the other side. Frog eyes for life, yo. <laughs> Anywho. Submitted December 5th, 2009. Dungeons and Dragons stuff. So you guys step out of the caravan wagon. And Walk Tug and Snack are waiting for you, and I wanted to go all Matrix there and be like, whatever she said, it was for you alone. That that's dumb. <laughs> They're super curious. They're like, what was it? What did you, what did she say? What did she say? Oh, God, this- as they look at Kolvik. Yeah, I was gonna say, say Kolvik's just standing there staring at me, and like, <laughs> like a vacant kid just staring. <laughs> what did they say, boss? What did what, they what say? They? Well, um. I don't think there's any reason to be secretive, so I'm just going to tell him what she told us, that we got a few gifts for our travels, and I think they're going to be helpful for the future. I'm wiener glue on a magic boat. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the title of the episode. <laughs> Sugar's magic wiener glue. <laughs> I like some wiener glue in a magic boat. I mean, that's, that's perfect for an episode title. <laughs> <laughs> I struggle with that a little bit every week, not a ton, but you know, it's always a, it was always kind of challenge to find something appropriate, but not this time, folks. <laughs> all right, they're like, "Oh my god, really? That's that's really cool. She's got all kinds of crazy stuff in there, huh?" Then she just fell asleep. Is that normal? <laughs> they go, "Oh, oh, oh, okay." And they start whispering, and they lead you away from the wagon and, and back towards the the camp itself, the camp proper. Gotta check on our. Boy clown, how's he doing over there? Mm, pretty well poked and prodded, but uh, <laughs> okay, just sort of eye eyeballing everything suspiciously and hatefully. Perfect. Chuckling now and again. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't know what that means. Could be I hate you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking die. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm ready. The blood of my enemies. I'm ready for the next scene, so I go to bed. Yep, bedtime. All right. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I, as as the DM, I've I've done that a couple times. Like this NPC has nothing more for you. Like <laughs> you guys want to cut in and just break the fourth wall here. Like I'm ready for the next scene. <laughs> <laughs> All 
my arm's tired from poking that clown all day. <laughs> you have clown poking elbow. <laughs> going, to, going to your fancy doctor in the suburbs. What do you got for poking elbow? <laughs> Good day, VGAT fans. Happy to have you with us. Thanks for coming back. Have you been to the VGAT.com lately? Or ever? Not much has changed, to be perfectly honest. Uh, we added the link to our subreddit a while back, but other than that, it's pretty much been uh, just those wholesome new episodes. Keep it in mind, though. You know, it's out there. Say, folks, have you left us a review in iTunes? If you haven't, you should. It's super effective. Apple has all these crazy algorithms in the back end of things that determine how things get suggested to people. Like, when you see at the bottom of the page where it says listeners also subscribe to and a bunch of other podcasts, that's not just determined by subscriptions, you know. Those reviews help us show up in more places, more searches, and heavens to Betsy, maybe even the front page someday. So thanks to everyone who's done it so far, and as for the rest of you, well, you know what you should be doing. I always like to throw a little gratitude out there for our fine Patreon subscribers. You folks really help make this show happen, and we are very grateful. I got a new piece of artwork I'm working on getting commissioned, and I think this one will actually happen. I don't want to get anyone too excited yet, but I think you're all going to love it. And you know what? Patreon subscribers, Patreon patrons, most of that is because of you. And finally, a huge thanks to everyone who's been helping to spread the word. I know, I say this kind of thing all the time, but there's weeks where our downloads suddenly take off and the graph in Fireside is really awesome to look at. Well, this was one of those weeks. You know, I only know of one place where you can get this many dick and fart jokes alongside a storyline I think's coming along darn nicely. And that's VGAT, baby. We may never get as many cosplayers as Critical Role or a cool comic book like The Adventure Zone, but damn it, we entertain you folks, and that's all that matters. Well, that's all I've got this week. Let's get back to doing messed up stuff to clowns. Alright, so you guys exit the scene, pass out. Your clown buddy is still tied up to this wagon wheel. You guys set up your mats or whatever a little ways away. Tents, etc. I always just assume you guys just have like bed rolls and you're mm-hmm. leaping out under the stars like a bunch of cow pokes. You wake up the next morning, pretty much the same schedule as we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. The, the Free Raven Company is getting a little restless. They'd like to start getting moving on. So you can see that they're starting to pack their shit up. There's the occasional subtle hints about like, get that fucking clown off of our wagon wheel, things like that. He's not on the wagon wheel. He's tied yeah. to it though. No, he's not. He's underneath the immovable rod. rod. Oh, that's right. Still. God damn it. <laughs> my bad. My bad. I don't remember everything. <laughs> so, never mind. Disregard all of that. They are not giving you any subtle hints about it. So, you've just got this <laughs> fucking war clown pinned down with an immovable rod. And, uh. Well, it's not going to be a problem if this clown goes fucking home. So, uh. Is this clown going to go home? 
Let's find out. You guys slap him awake or whatever you want to do. Poke him with a stick. Poke him. <laughs> poke him awake. You really are going to get some poking elbow. And this time, having rolled an eight, uh, his will is weak. He knows that he's just going to get this treatment again the next time. And he decides that if anything, he'd like to see his family one more time before he dies. <laughs> you un unhitch the immovable rod and uh well he's bound so he starts slowly doing the worm towards the side of the camp here <laughs> i'm going to lift him up onto his feet okay you lift him up onto his feet um i, I assumed he was bound hand and foot here so mm. like he starts hopping towards the edge of the camp we can free his feet but keep his head hands tied we'll do that all right I mean, I could have just kept going with that, but... Uh, so, you have these legs unbound, and without even looking at you guys, just starts walking north. Perfect. All right. All right. And we walk with him. Okay. Here we go. You start walking into the woods. It's, uh... uh at this point, I'm also going to bound his mouth so he can't talk or make any clown noises. Gotcha. <laughs> Muffled clown cursing comes from behind the bandana you've stuffed in his mouth and tied around. Mm -hmm. So you mosey your way north and, well, some 700-odd tents later, you come to a very large tree. Not too long after that, this guy's just continuing to plod along. Uh, you're given no real indication, but you do come to a sort of clearing. In this clearing, you can see a tribe of people. And for the most part, they're sleeping, but there are a handful of them walking around and you know, grinding up wheat and what have you and getting the day ready for the rest of the tribe. Uh, there's a fairly small number of them, and let's call that number one. <laughs> there's a better way to do that. <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> there are a total of nine of them in this camp. <clears throat> Moron. Um, and we're going to place that as there are five children, uh, one woman and three men. And by women and men, I mean just uh, like you would guess somewhere between 16 and... 28. Lifespan of a war clown is not terribly long. Gonna be pretty short today, too, given their war and lifestyle. Uh, so this this beaten and bedraggled war clown that is uh, gagged and bound stumbles its way into the camp, and by now, the villagers, the remaining war clowns, can, can hear the muffled <laughs> I didn't think we'd let him go all the way through. Dude, we didn't really stop him, did we? Yeah, I was kind of waiting for you guys to say something. I didn't really give you an opportunity, I guess, but... Uh, you just said come across this clearing. I didn't know he was still walking. Yeah, oh yeah, this, I mean, just plodding forward. Uh, so this, this war clown uh, gets into the camp and, and starts going through, and of the, the few that are asleep still, starts like kicking them awake. Now I'll give you an, a clear and distinct opportunity to act and do something. That was a tricky DM move. Well, <clears throat> I don't think there's any use talking to these war clones. We tried to talk to these two idiots the other night. And they're not very smart, and it doesn't look like they're going to change their ways. So. so right now, are we in the middle of the camp as well? <laughs> no, we're, I'm guessing we're outside of the clearing, because 
Oh, that's why I'm I'm just confused how that would happen. We would just let this guy go, and because I thought we would like have him in front of us. That's why I'm confused well, you, why we wouldn't you, hold on to him at all. You guys didn't specify anything about holding him, or your hand gesture implies you were thinking you had a rope. Well, what's uh, done is done. Yep. So um, at this point, we should probably do something since he is a learning like climb tree or something like that, or hide, or we just kill all these clowns. That's what we came here to do, right? The children clown? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they grow into adult clowns. <laughs> we don't want any revenge clowns. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you guys are going to have to tell me about how this is happening. I mean, I'm not looking for explicit detail, but like, it's nighttime. First, let's round up all the children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> so give, give me something here. Like I said, you don't have to like describe killing each one in, in individual detail. But right now, let me lay out the scene. So you guys have been walking. My, in my head, this is the way this played out. You guys were walking 15, 20 feet or so behind this last remaining Gesht war clown. And at the same pace as the walking had been happening before, this war clown walked into his village and started like waking people up. So you guys are at the edge of this clearing. You can see this guy like gathering the attention of the villagers, essentially, of the tribe, of the war clowns. I hate using the word tribe in this context because I don't want to, like it feels weird and kind of vaguely racist, but it's not. You just want to run in? That beating face? Well, let's see how these guys react first. I'm kind of curious if they're going to gear up for a fight or what they're they're going to do. Okay, so they're either going to fight us or run away. I don't know. Okay. Let me think about this for a moment. Actually, I'm going to roll this dice. And they're going to... Let me just get this set in my head. So, the war clown that you had gashed and bound and gagged gets everybody woken up and kind of like indicates you guys with a head gesture towards the side of the village. Nobody's made any move to like untie or, or de-gag this clown. And they all slowly stand up, the ones that are laying down, the ones that were gathering food and preparing things for the day, sort of gently set down the things that they have. And they just all kind of stand where they are and turn and look at you guys. They don't do anything else. They just literally stop and stare at you. So they can just, yes, okay, just stare at us. Well, I'd say we start advancing. Yeah. Hmm? Okay. I'll... Melvin Melvin advances forward. Kolvik follows. Yep. Roscoe follows. Yeah. Alright, and you're just walking towards them? Are you drawing weapons? Can or you, you talk to them with your spell? With tongues? I mean, they speak calm. Oh, wait, yeah, we'd have to they understand common, but they don't speak anything but gibbering laughter. Except for the guy we already have tongues on, who can understand me. That guy should um, still be able to talk. Tongues let you speak... Yeah, oh yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. Um, so that guy would be able to... Well, wait, is it that he speaks common, or just that you can understand what they're saying? Um, you touch has ability works. any spoken language it hears. Moreover, when the target speaks, any creature that knows at least one language can hear the target and understand what it says. Okay. That sounds like a duel. Goes both okay. ways, walkie-talkie. Mm-hmm. All right, and how long does that spell last? Oh, good call. It only lasts a day. Yeah, and you guys waited, so yep. you could cast it again, but the mm-hmm. original effect of the original spell is gone. Right. What's the range of the spell? 
four tongues, it's touch. I have to touch them. So you can't <laughs> cast them. <laughs> nope. I'd have to go up and like slap them or something. All right. Uh, so mm-hmm. well, you guys are like trying to figure this out. You're slowly advancing. Slowly advancing, and I'm gonna have my warhammer just behind my back while walking. Okay. And you're not casting tongues. I cannot. I have to touch them. Okay. I mean, he doesn't have a restraining order or anything. You could touch him, but you probably can't well, touch him from I where did, you are. Yeah, where, where I am, we, we're just walking forward. I understand common, though. What if we stop and say, send out your leader? Go for it. All right. Send out your leader. Uh, you can see one of the children off to the side, and the, and the real young ones, like, you can't really tell, you know, boy or girl or whatever. They're, well, they're all naturally clown-painted faces, so... Um, but you can see one of the little kids is kind of like trembling off to the side, but nobody makes a move other than that. I would say yell. Yell for the leader. A little bit more gusto. I need to talk to whomever is in charge right now. Nothing. Before the killing starts. Nope. They just stand there. You see, uh, you see the one that you had brought to the camp or rather had led you to the camp, uh, just kind of like sticks his chin up a little bit. We're really gonna make us do this. All right, everybody, can you gather into a tight little group? <laughs> <laughs> make this easy on us. Nobody moves. Nobody moves. It is an eerily silent scene as you look around you. And these things, I will remind you, are terrifying to behold. I mean, the the war clown paint that is their natural uh, skin color uh, is is like. I mean, it's like scary clown movie looking paint, so even the children are vaguely terrifying. But every one of them is just standing there, like, hands at sides. I would imagine balled up into fists, and they're all just staring at you, doing nothing. Melvin, start a house on fire. All right. Uh, Let's call it tents. They're uh, semi-nomadic people. I will cast... um, I'm trying to think how best to do this. Is there a particular grouping of houses that, or tents that might be close together that I see? Uh, let's say that there is six of them on one side of the camp. All right, uh, six c- actually. That'd probably be the, almost enough for everybody. So yeah, like all of the tents are grouped together on one side of the camp. I'm gonna cast fireball at that group of tents. All right, give me an attack roll. Twelve. Wait, spell attack bonus, right? Yep. So that would be a twenty. With a 20 on your attack roll, not natural, um, you you hit this pile of tents uh, dead center. And, I mean, it's like 30 seconds later, they're all but ash. You've burned away basically all of their worldly possessions. And yet still, they stand, doing nothing, just staring at you. How many are there? What did I say? Nine? Nine total? Nine total. Mm-hmm. So we decided that it's going to be combat time. Five kids, four adults. Yeah. Uh, with yep. Can I surprise these people and just knock an arrow and shoot the nearest adult? <laughs> I don't think you. I don't think you need to surprise them. I would say just take your time and carefully aim at the stupid idiot that we led here, or he led us, and try to shoot him right in the face. As soon as <coughs> I see that, get a ready a spell if we're not in combat, so we kind of have time. Oh yeah. As soon as he lifts off an arrow. I'm going to cast Guardian of Faith right where the parents are. Like, four of them kind of combined. So, any hostile creature to you that moves to a space within 10 feet of the Guardian for the first time 
has to make a dexterity saving throw or take 20 radiant damage. Okay. Or half as much as on a successful. You know, we've discussed this a couple times. Does it... They have to move, right? They do have to move. Any creature hostile move. uh, moves within a space. And you're going to cast that, like, right in front of them? Yep, right in front of, like, the children to the side, right? Oh, it's that's... just mixed. I mean, these people just got up wherever they got up. <laughs> Man. DM's going to make us. Yeah, what did you think? I was going to make it easy for you to I butcher did. a tribe of people? Yeah, I thought it was going to be a little <laughs> bit better than that. No, no, you guys are going to feel this. You're going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, because I don't know anything about the cre- like the war clowns enough where the children can be out of this kind of thing. We could just never mind the nearest the let them shoot nearest kid. We could shoot the nearest kid. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Maybe it'll provoke everybody else into okay. some kind well, of action. I don't know I that mean, you're if... gonna hit a kid, so I'm not gonna stop you. But okay, so go ahead and make your attack roll. Sixteen. Sixteen is more than enough to hit a standing child. <laughs> Oh my god. Um, so that, I mean, I'm not going to make you roll for damage because that kid goes down. You just shot a child with a bow and arrow, uh, mm-hmm. and that kid goes down in an in instant. That could have been Grace. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, as a uh, reaction, I'm just going to be totally awestruck. Like, what the. Okay. Uh, so I rolled once. I got to make two more quick rolls. Okay. And that. Um, everybody else just stands there. They literally watch you, I was going to say gun down, they watch you bow down this child, and there's uh, there's maybe that, that other kid that was like, you know, a couple feet away from that, that, that shakes just a little bit more for just a moment, and then steals himself back up again, and you return to the scene you were in. You're not rolling for initiative, you're not doing anything. This, this tribe is literally just watching you burn everything they own and kill one of their children. Alright. Your leader... I need to speak to your leader. <laughs> Nothing. All right. All right. Oh, this time, I'm going to knock another arrow, and I'm going to shuffle to the right so I can get through with one shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a Ruger. It's a bow. Look <laughs> <laughs> at fucking Indiana Jones, these guys. Again? Why are you shooting I'm, all the children first? Yeah, I'm gonna, if, you're, if I know you're going to be shooting a child, I'm going to actually go ahead and stop you on that one. All right. So tell me, tell me about stopping him. Just, uh, just curious how that's how that plays out. I see him whip his bow. I'm gonna go ahead and put my arm off, and just say, "Not the kid." Are we doing this or not? Let's kill all the men and then leave this place. So just was the, it just the men that raided the orc? As far as we know. Nope. It was mixed. Oh, was it? Hmm. Yep. Men and women. It is a. It's a tribe of equals. They don't see gender. And if we wipe out all the adults, who's gonna take care of the children? Is it better to let them starve? Or to end it now. I just had this vision of like 20 years from now, this war clown in like a business suit that's like, <laughs> they spared me, but they killed the others. <laughs> I made a life for myself. I don't know. I feel like we're dropping the H bomb here. Like, they attacked Pearl Harbor, man. So uh, maybe in the long run, we're saving lives. I'm already a little queasy. I shot one of them. But I mean, like, I'm going to step back for a second and let you guys figure out what you're going to do. We're all like my thoughts on what I've done. <laughs> Makes sense. I'm going to go ahead and banish one of the adults to the third dimension. How many times can you do that? I can do that uh, three times. All right. Uh, that is a... Is that... Can you can you cast Gash as well? So how many times can you cash, 
patch. Well, one Cast of Banishment they and Gish. They didn't take off the um, guy's arms, right? Is the guy still tied up? Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, mean, he's fulfilled the objective that you gave him. Yeah. My assumption is that the spell goes away after that. Mm-hmm. Four I guess men. I don't know, though. It doesn't say it in the spell. Yeah, but that's a concentration spell. He's charmed for 30 days, so... He's if just for some reason he ends up away from home, I guess he'll just keep trying to go yep. back home. I don't think he's going to have to worry about that mm -hmm. for much longer. But, but Banishment is a concentration spell. So I can only do that one. Oh, gotcha. Before they pop back Before into existence. Before a minute, yeah. Oh, you just, but do you have to just concentrate for one minute, though? And then you can banish the next one? Duration is up to one minute, and... Yep. Are they banished there forever if he maintains his the concentration? The target remains there Hang until on. the spell ends, at which point the target reappears at the space left, or the nearest unoccupied space. Okay. Yeah, the, the permanent banishment has only worked in the past because the things that have been banished have been, like, from, are, are not native to this plane, so that's why they've stayed where they got banished, too. Alright. These uh, creatures, the war clowns, are native to this plane and thus would pop back in after banishment was done. I probably should have asked that first. Also, I just noticed this. One of the component requirements of banishment is an item distasteful to the target. So, like, you just got, like, a jewelry box of weird shit. Like, <laughs> what about this? You, you know like, what about this one? How about happiness? Distasteful to the target, really. Distasteful to the target, yeah. How about happiness? So maybe that maybe that overpowered spell uh, is truly being misused. But, hey, fuck it, man. House rules. I let it go before. I'm just thinking of another way we can resolve this without having to get our hands dirty. Um, <laughs> Why well, I don't so care about it, the other ones. It's just... The children. For, for the Kolvik would be the children. Think of the children. But if we kill everybody else, it's as good as killing those children. Honestly, I actually don't even know that. I know nothing about war clowns, so maybe these kids are pretty self-sustainable for all I know. What if we kill all the adults except for one to provide for the children? Then mm -hmm. if there's one adult, that's not enough to raid caravan of war. And they have to tend to the children, so they probably wouldn't risk it. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's do that. All right, so if you hadn't noticed, I had made several rolls already, which determined the steely resolve of these fucking war clowns. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and tell you that no matter what you do from here forward, the rest of them are just going to stand there and watch. Um, so there are four remaining children. Uh -huh. There are four remaining adults, uh -huh. one male, three female. Not that gender should be the basis of your decision. They just lost their will to live pretty much, sounds like. Hard to say. Maybe this is their way of obstinate a-holes. Maybe this is their way of losing. You know, maybe they recognize that they lost and now they have to suffer the consequences so now they're just going to sit there and take it. Mm -hmm. One of their own was brought back as a prisoner. Could be a cultural thing. Who knows? Who knows? If only there was somebody that did know that could tell us. Anyway. <laughs> now I'm just going to make you guys continue to kill children. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> So you guys just going to leave one of them randomly? Yeah. Which one looks weakest? <laughs> well, why don't we just... I mean, if they seem so... I guess I'm saying... Um, why don't we just bring them to the Clan Slam um, place where they have actual authority? Sell them as slaves? No. Turn them into, like, the authorities and have, have them deal with it. Um, do you think they'd come along with us? No. We'd have to tie them up and drag them. Or put them all into the, the hole. These guys don't understand justice. They don't know mercy. Let's just get this over with. What's, do we see the weakest one of the adults? 
Yeah, let's say that it's, uh, let me roll a die to determine, uh, it's the dude, and he's, doesn't necessarily look frail, but, like, he's missing, like, half a hand or something like that. You can tell his leg's been broken a bunch of times, so he's, he's the one, uh, one of the ones that's been gathering and preparing food for the tribe. Um, so you guys butcher the three remaining war clown female adults. Uh, I assume you leave the rest of the children? Mm-hmm. All right. Whack, whack, whack. Three of them are dead. The remainder, again, continue to stand stone-faced and do nothing. What do you want to do? About-faced? Yep. March. Mm -hmm. About-faced and march. You get probably, mm, let's call it 300 feet away before you hear the wailing begin. And the cries of lament follow you about halfway back to the place where the orcs and half-orcs of the Free Raven Company have made their camp. But eventually the sounds fade away. What, what do they sound like, do you think? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty awful. Worse than my impression. And that's the end of that chapter. Yeah. And you arrive back at the Free Raven Company camp. By this point, you guys haven't been gone long enough that they have actually left, but it's getting on like say one in the afternoon and they want to make the progress they can for the day. A little bit of a uh, little bit of blood splattered on you guys, let's say, or, or whatever else, and the fact that you came back without that other war clown. You get some solemn nods, a few pats on the back, a few people like, you know, kinda like grab your shoulder and give it a squeeze, but nobody says anything about it. Uh, but you can feel that there is a sense of gratitude from these people. Um, they know that you went and took care of business, and they know that, if at least only along this stretch of the road, their lives are safer because of it. Word. Very good. We only had to kill one kid. <laughs> <laughs> we only had to kill one kid. I wish I could underline or italicize things in the titles of episodes, because that would have been the new title of the episode. <laughs> we had, only had to kill, kill one kid. <laughs> All right, so they are parting ways. They're moving their way east. Um, I guess not necessarily parting ways. If you guys want to keep traveling, I'm with you can, but what do you want to do? Um, I think we have a clam slam to get to. Yeah. Uh, you guys make your way to the west and begin your journey to the clam slam. You stop by the town of Akron again, uh, though there's, there's really nothing interesting for you there except for beds and food. You take your rest, you restock your provisions, and continue to the west. It's a few days' journey, and eventually you reach the, uh, the trickling of the Brahma River, as instructed, coming out of the foothills. It flows down the mountains, cold and clear. Uh, the days are heating up now, by the way, as you're getting pretty close to the high point of summer. And, uh, you know, the stream offers a nice, refreshing, uh, refreshing stop on your way. You make a little camp in the clearing that's there, spend the night, you move on in the morning. You find that there is a, a path. It's not super well-worn, but it's fairly distinct, and it just follows the river as it climbs back and forth up the mountain. The air gets cooler and slightly thinner as you journey like this for several days, always climbing, always following the river. It is mid-afternoon on the sixth day, and suddenly, you make a dexterity save. As in all of you roll for dexterity save. <laughs> Good slam. Starting to get the hang of that. 
That is a 16 for me. A 14 for me. 19 for me. You are all fast enough to dodge the three very large rocks that have come crashing towards you as you are walking along this trail. And now, I'll have each of you roll for initiative. This war con revenge or what? I knew we should have killed them. <laughs> One. Wait, Four. plus. 25. 21. Three. Three. <laughs> <laughs> Did he really roll a three? Yeah. You piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a one. <laughs> if you must know. <laughs> Sorry, what was it, Roscoe? Uh, 25. Volvic. 21. Alvin was a three. Pretty easy to remember. What you see before you, the source of these huge rocks that had been thrown at you, are three cyclops. They are arrayed in the valley before you between the rocks, and having hurtled some stones at you, are now ready to do a little combat. Roscoe, you're at the top of the order. Derp, derp, derp. Um, let's see here. All right, I'm gonna put a coward do this, and I'm gonna duck behind a rock. <laughs> All right, you got a little bit of an idea of what the terrain is there, just kind of visually what's out on that map. And that, that river slash stream, it's fairly calm where you guys are, so you can cross it back and forth. If you do get up into the mountainous areas on the side, though, that'll cost you in movement speed. Mm -hmm. I'm behind a rock. I'm going to shoot at Effen with my bow. Why is his name Effen? I just kind of randomly picked out some... 28 is definitely going to be a hit against Effen. 10 damage. 10 damage. Actually, there's a total of 12 with your oh, two force, force speed damage. All right, you have done 12 damage to Effen. Ducking back behind my rock. Okay, moves up to Kolvik. I'm going to go ahead and do a shield of faith on Melvin. I feel he'll probably have the lowest AC here. Thank you. Just because I tossed in a whole bunch of things. And then I'm also going to... Just kind of looking at the train here. Shield of Faith is concentration and a bonus action, right? Bonus action, possibly. Let me try. I thank you. Yes, it is a bonus action. But with that, I'm also going to duck behind a rock right above Melvin. Looks like near the stream. Is this stream deep? Nope. You can stand in it. It's about knee deep at this point. Not flowing very quickly. All right. Wonderful. I'll go ahead and do just that. We try to dodge any um, incoming rocks coming our way. Okay. So, Roscoe and Kolvik, the two of you are behind a rock. All of you are, I don't know, I'd say what, between 40 and 60 feet away from these antagonists. For the ones that that rock can be kind of like drawn a line to the character, you'll get half. Episode 47, Wiener Glue and a Magic Boat, was released on September 9th, 2018. Join us again next week for a little bit more. Vegan! 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 The Very Adventuring Team! <laughs>
So it's 10 bucks would get you 25 words. And then you can also have them add extra stuff like the slam effects. Nice. Or other miscellaneous things. I just want clam slam. So the only thing is that this guy, he won't record material that is generally found to be offensive, such as explicit language, lewd material, religiously offensive. Check, check, check. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>